1: It's the way it works, folks. The street only focuses on revenue dynamics, and if they're brave, they go down the income statement and they'll find that, and then it's what I call concept, concept, concept. China, worry, worry, worry. Yep. iPhone, worry, worry, iPads, OMG. <laughs> and thank God, Gene Munster, with all of his work on Apple and technology, says, you know, maybe they're rock solid, maybe they're running this thing for profit. Gene, I saw a record third quarter gross margin. I saw the persistency of services maintained, and critically, I saw cash generation. In the gloom of Apple this morning, the second guessing, is their free cash flow growth
2: going to ebb? No, (laughs) Tom, I think it's just gonna flow and flow higher. And ultimately, they showed, as you said, some of the most impressive margins, the most impressive gross margins that they've ever printed. A mixed environment where component costs are rising, uh, labor costs, shipping costs, all of that, and they've been maintaining price. That shows operation efficiency. That's what drives free cash flow. And uh, you said it uh, right. One big X factor around free cash flow that we've observed with big tech over the last nine months is is they all say we're going to be investing more into AI. Tim Cook talks about that, but says he wants to do it uh, responsibly, which means he wants to protect margins and do that. That is a unique perspective.
1: John, from his house looking down on the Helix in New Jersey, emails in (laughs) and says, is it a time to buy Apple? If there's all this worry about legitimate things like China, Is Gene Munster saying load the boat?
2: So uh, this is not investment advice, but I do think that this is a time to own Apple. And ultimately is you have to play this picture forward for one, two, and five years. And what we've seen in the near term is that the importance of their devices in our lives are central and that shows up and effectively the guidance, I think it's misunderstood, is for 7% growth up from 1% last quarter. So that's the baseline. The second is just the opportunity that they have to continue to sell that engaged base, more products. And third is that they have opportunities to go into new markets, whether it be spatial computing or what potentially could come out of automotive. And so I think when you put all this together, this is a unique dynamic. And I think that this will uh, power shares higher in the years to come.
1: Paul, you know this. I mean, you've lived this where you're like, is it a 12-week quarter, a 13-week quarter, (laughs) a 14-week quarter? I mean, it's like death.
0: Exactly. Hey, Gene, you know, going into the quarter, the pundits were saying, you know, the primary focus is going to be uh, China. So let's approach that from the perspective of competition. Talk to us about the Huawei phone How much of a competitor is that? How much is a concern about nationalism weighing on potentially future demand for Apple products? So the
2: first is the Huawei phone. This picked up a lot of uh, traction during the quarter, a lot of speculation this is going to weigh on the, the China numbers. And China was down 2% year over year, it, that's a similar rate that it was down back in in March uh, when uh, before the Huawei, the new Huawei phones came out. It was down 7% in December of 2022. And so it fluctuates is the bottom line. Uh, China's up and down. and I don't think that the Huawei phone is having an impact. Apple gained share in China in the September quarter. And Huawei may have gained share too, but Apple is gaining share. And so I think that uh, it is not having an impact on their business. And if you look at their China business and uh, look at this on excluding the FX on right. a constant currency basis, it was up 4%. I'm reluctant to do that because I right. don't want to give, but it, it's worth noting that China's doing okay for Apple. Yeah, yep. uh,
1: Paul, quote of the day, Anarag Rana genius. Yes. Apple has 18%, percent one eight. Eighteen percent of the unit installed base, mm. and yet you just heard Gene yep. Munster say they're gaining share in China. They're
0: gaining share. All right, let's go to the other side of the income statement. There, uh, Gene, on the cost side here. I guess you know when I look at the, the the operations of Apple, I just don't see any scenario where they decouple from China. Now they can, I guess, reduce to some extent their dependency on uh, sourcing and manufacturing in China, but they really can't decouple. So. How, did, how do investors, long-term investors like you, get comfortable with that side of the equation?
2: I don't think you do, and I think that, I mentioned everything is good in China, I was talking about on the consumer side, I yep. think on the production and manufacturing side, it's a different story, and the story is that Apple needs to get out of China, and, mm. or at least reduce its exposure. Right now, we estimate that about 40 to 45% of their revenue is manufactured in China. Now, it's down from 60% a few years ago, so they've been okay. reducing their exposure there. But the bottom line is that I don't think investors, until that number gets down to 20%, I don't think investors are going to rest easy because this is as a geopolitical element to it and is a a wild card when it comes to some of the confidence that investors have in the company's ability to produce products to meet this sensational demand. And
0: Gene, does a company have a strategy or are they articulating any confidence that they can, in fact, get down to that 20 or 25% exposure?
2: Uh, they do. It's predominantly India. India okay. is right now about two percent of their production, and they talk. They've talked about ramping production there, and so it'll go a lot to a lot of other areas. Even like you probably will see something in Mexico yeah. in the next five years too.
1: Jane, quickly here, services up 16 percent. It's a persistent vector. Do you have a terminal rate on services, or does it just grow out? You know, until Frozen Eight comes out for Disney. I mean, you know, does it just go out forever?
2: It's going to keep going out forever because they have pricing leverage. It's not just in what they've raised the pricing with Apple TV Plus, but they raise pricing with the storage. You get those notifications. They raise it a buck a month. You don't think much about it, but that's a 15% increase. And so I think that this business is generally a 10% growing business for this foreseeable future, which I put three to five years.
1: Ten seconds. Gene Munster, what's your terminal? Some of the parts on Apple right now.
2: Some of the parts. Some of the parts is 240, and uh, I I think that's based on as we think about uh, just ultimately uh, what they can earn in 2025. Gene Munster. Not investment advice, but that's where we're at.
1: It's not investment (laughs) advice, but Tucker's got his buy order out right now. Gene Munster, thank you so much. Luke Venture.
2: From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage.